Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foots, Bants, and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And today, we've got another club analysis for you guys, with the team under the spotlight being Fulham. And we've got a Fulham Academy player, Dennis Travin, on the show with us today. He's a very qualified guest to give us all the ins and outs of the football club. So get comfortable, as it's time for some more Foots, Bants, and Everything in Between. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. So it's nice having you. It's a pleasure, really. Yeah, it's it's good to be on. I'm excited to talk about Fulham. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a cool experience. So why don't why don't you just um, start us off by by just telling us a bit about what it's like in the in the academy at Fulham? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's it's really good. Enjoyable. The coaches are fantastic, in my opinion. It's great competition. Every training is very, very competitive, and all of that. We've got great facilities there at Montsport Park, and yeah, I really enjoy it. The team's a fantastic team, in my opinion. Got great players, and yeah. And do you, do you get sometimes like players from the first teams coming and dropping by to your training sessions just yeah. to give so you guys we, some? Yeah, on that, we, we we have players, so we're together, especially, well, not now because of lockdown, but before especially, we just have players all the time coming out changing rooms and we see them say hello and everything in the kitchen, even sometimes in the dining room, we see them, they sit next to us or whatever, we talk, so it's all together really, almost like a family, really close to everyone, and that, yeah. That, that sounds awesome, so it's, mm-hmm. it must be like very inspiring for you, for you guys in the academy to be able to look up to the to the first team and be like yo one day i'm gonna be there yeah exactly it makes us even more motivated to just keep on working hard on our dream and sacrificing everything just working every day every day every day trying to become what we want to be and um since covid i'm guessing that you guys if I if I'm correct, you guys are now back in training. So yeah, we recently started again. It was really hard, I'll admit, keeping fit. Everything we it was it was it was good stuff. So our team set up a lot of online calls, tasks and stuff. We had a project ongoing, on analysis on different teams, oh, and nice. we had uh, different challenges of running, cycling, all of this stuff to keep fit for us to get back. And now we're finally back, which I'm really excited for started last week and ready we're starting playing games next week all of that and it's gonna be good finally back again and how how does the academy structure um in terms of playing games how does it work is there like a like you're in the under 14s right yes correct so so you guys, do you have like an under-14s Premier League table? Yeah, or is so it like... yeah, exactly that, You're right. We have our own league, under-14s league. We play most, I guess, Premier League's big sort of-ish teams. It's it's not the junior Premier League, but it's, uh, it's the academy league, I guess you can call it. Okay. Where we play all sorts of different teams, big teams, say Man City, Liverpool, all those big teams, Chelsea, Tottenham. A lot of big names out there that we've all played. So, 
Okay, so it's not just teams uh, around your area. You actually travel. No, yeah, we do travel. We do travel quite a lot. That that must be that must be so cool for you guys to it is to be able to travel as a team. You know, I'm guessing that also like bonds the team and gels the team even better. The fact that you guys obviously have to stay. I'm guessing sometimes you stay overnight in these places. Uh, yep. And obviously you've got the long bus journeys or train, whatever you get. So yes. you obviously, it gets to a point where you've got to have good relations, relationships with your teammates in order to like not make it such a, you know, such an annoying thing having to, to be in a bus, a long bus journey with them or staying in a hotel with them, for example. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's actually good fun on the bus rides. We all have music and just have fun on the bus rides. And uh, staying in hotels, doing long journeys, it really feels awesome. It makes us feel more professional and just makes us feel really good, fun, united as a team, really. Yeah. And it's a great experience also to see some of the other massive teams, these massive United, Chelsea Tottenham, all these massive teams we get to play at their training grounds. Sometimes even we stop by on a long road trip at the stadium and we get yeah. like we whatever we see the stadium quite a bit, which is awesome. That 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 must be awesome, but it's it's also a sense of like you never know, maybe those big teams that you're looking up towards, you know, like the typical big six sides or, you know, just big name teams, when you're playing against them, there's like a if I play well, like someone could be watching and Yeah, exactly. Exactly, I could exactly. be scouted. Yep, that's why, in my opinion, just always try your best. Even in training, even in anything, it's all jokes and laughter, but you need to put on your best show that you can. Play every game like it's your last, etc. And just, yeah, when you, especially when you're playing these massive teams, you want to also have that pride and just extra, extra try to, you know, say, you know what, we played these guys and we've beat them or whatever. Yeah. Put some good performance in and yeah yeah and um this might be a stupid question but you don't play any of your home games at craven cottage for you, you no play them at so the that training. so that happens on the 18s upwards oh okay they start playing quite a few we we don't actually play at multiple park where we train either we do have like our own uh designated um, stadium kind of mini stadium yeah it's not a full stadium but it's 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 got stands it's pretty nice it's where 13s 14s and 16s play oh nice okay yeah that must be that must be fun yeah it is and uh so you're a striker right or are you part of the front yeah so so i play up front left wing right wing and then i do play uh uh center attacking midfield quite a bit Mm, okay, so quite a versatile yes. front player, and the coaches—is it almost like uh, teachers on a school trip, or are they sort of like are they part of the team? You know, one, yeah, one of yeah, the lads. Exactly. They're definitely part of the team. All best mates. We talk to each other freely. They—they're really just like teammates to us. Yeah. And this, they're great coaches, especially literally everyone. They all push us. We get the under-18 coach who sometimes trains us. And that's quite a special experience because yeah. he's the one of the main people who's going to be deciding your career, really. If you go yeah. to 18s, 
from there on you see if you make it to pro etc so yeah well that that must be wow that wow from going what uh when you were living in in spain what what team were you playing for like how did you get scouted to go to Fulham? So, yeah it's uh, it's interesting so I actually played for my school team when I used to go to school in Spain for quite a long time. And yeah. my my mum wouldn't push me. I just played before. I had talent and everything. Yeah. But I just played because I liked football and everything yeah. until like 10, 11. Yeah. So not, I didn't start off that. I started off playing football probably around seven years old. Okay. So yeah. And all these parents were saying, the ones... Uh, they were all saying, your kid's really good, you should try get him into somewhere. So my mum started placing me into bigger teams, slightly bigger teams, and regional teams. Until I came across once, my team was playing Malaga in a friendly game. And I we just I just played my best game. I played amazing in that game, super. They really liked me and they just asked me, can you come play for Malaga? From there on, it was all uphill, trained with them a long time. And we played a tournament in Austria, and Fulham was there, and they liked me as well, wanted for me to come in trial and everything. We wanted to move as well, because of family reasons, and we just thought, yeah, it's a great, great reason to come. And wow. Yeah. Wow. So, that, that is quite a story from going, because usually some people you know, they end up going straight from... They sort of have an easy route where, you know, they're just playing it at the right place at the right time. But the fact that you, like, had went from school to regional and then Malaga and then went into a tournament and then Fulham shows, like, you had several stages of... I don't know... how showing people how good you are yeah it's all about as i said again just playing your best uh, as you can and everything and just work pays off really it shows yeah whatever happens you get lucky and it's just whatever happened what happens happens i believe it's all fate whatever and just playing well and best players getting spoiled and found <laughs> so here's here's a hard question you don't have to answer it if you don't want to but in your next game, let's say someone like Everton yep. scouts you. Do you would you stay at Fulham or would you like to to go to Everton? I probably would. It'd come down to if maybe one I wasn't performing well at Fulham, I had a rookie whatever I'd where I didn't like my teammates or whoever I didn't like anyone. Could come back come down to that or any of that but at the moment I'm really happy at Fulham I believe that it's a club that seriously invests in its youth and it's shown on several occasions the players that it can produce and how good it is at producing and how many players do come from the academy and actually make it professional yeah so that's quite an attractive kind of feature of Fulham that makes me want to stay and see what I can do with them I think that's that that soon is the the ticket for Fulham because if we just go zoom into their first team a little bit, especially this season, 
Um, they've got a few. They've got quite a few players on loan, don't they? They've got yeah. So they've got quite a lot of players on loan. Probably, I mean, most of the teams on loan. And yeah. I mean, for example, back to the academy, we've got Josh Maggio who played at the academy, then left, went to Sunderland, then yeah. went to play at Bordeaux and come back. That's quite a story. So he was homegrown from Fulham. He's, is he on loan right now? So yeah, he's on loan from Bordeaux. Um, okay. Uh, do you think they're going to sign him on a promo? We shall see. Um, see how he performs. He's been doing pretty good in my opinion. Pretty good in Cobb's opinion. For the last what five games he's played four games, yeah. so yeah, we we shall see. Yeah, and obviously, um, one of their key players this season, um, is it Alphonse in goal? Yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, he's on loan from yeah PSG. I mean, in my opinion, he's like one of the best keepers. He's shown this season really what you what you can do, and I I just rate him a lot. I think he's a fantastic keeper. Do you think, because he is fantastic, and a lot of these players that they've managed to get on loan are, you know, they are decent players. You've got Loftus-Cheat, for example, Madra, as we said, Alphonse. Do you think there's also a sense of Fulham can keep these players if they can stay in the Premier League? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think team's looking great now. I've picked up form. They've been on a great roll and everything, and yeah, I believe, I believe, I think that pick up a few more wins. We've got a few lighter games against smaller clubs, I'd say, and yeah. we really need to prove ourselves how well we can fight, uh, how well we can finish, how well we can produce goals and produce chances and everything. And we'll see if we do stay up. Then I think we can keep quite a few big players, and it will be good times at the club. It will, it will, and. You know, speaking about that, obviously, they they played Man City uh, this weekend. They didn't do they did do too well, did they? I think the full time was what was it three nil four nil yes it 3-0. was that game. Did Fulham play particularly bad, or were they just outclassed? So no, it was obviously it's City, so you know it's going to be class and it's going to be a really, really tough game to play. You need City to have an off day or just to play fantastic football. Yeah. But it it was it's actually been quite a struggle in my opinion with Fulham. Started the first whatever twenty to first half fantastic, especially the first twenty minutes. Came out the blocks really really well. Chances everything could have scored quite a few. And then after the half time. It's just, I don't really know what happens, but it happened, but it's happened quite a few times, to be fair, where the team just doesn't look the same and just starts getting a bit sloppy, as we saw with two goals I got given away uh, against City, and it's just not as good. Yeah. So, if, obviously, as a, in a general term, throughout the season, if you're looking at the bigger picture and then uh, the like a bigger perspective where would you say their biggest weakness is their biggest weakness is so it biggest weakness at the club is by far everyone was talking about in the country as well was by far by far the lack of goals that we've been scoring okay because the defensive record was amazing and the team been playing amazing 
as a whole creating chances and everything but it was really poor in the finishing department of not being able being able to finish easy chances or just not getting enough goals at all to stay up in the prems which has been gone uphill in the last five five to whatever games with yeah. especially the rival of Maggio who's finished quite a few and the team's just as a whole in these last five games has gone a lot a lot of confidence yeah and we have been scoring quite a few more but before this it was really the lack of scoring maybe there's an opportunity for you to play in the first <laughs> team yeah. um there was one player that i wanted to to zoom in at and hoping that you could give me a better insight of him um was Luckman. Yeah. Because I the last time I watched Fulham properly was when they played Man United. And uh I think Man United it, we either drew or won that game. But uh Luckman was like a real threat. He was really yeah. dangerous. Uh, I just wanted if you can to zoom in like if you're able to, obviously, <laughs> to to zoom in a little bit on him because, you know, I I don't know a lot about him. Where has he come from? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So about him, he's yeah. In my opinion, he's truly special. His talent on the ball and all of that, just really manipulating other players, and just he's fantastic on the ball and off the ball as well. All his runs and all of that. He's also quite a nice guy. Um, yeah. It's it's been hard to tell you about how they are as people because obviously they're new. They came in this season, yeah. and because of lockdown, we've really not had too much of an opportunity to meet all to the players or see them. them. Yeah, expect. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, he is amazing. He came from Leipzig, obviously. I don't think he got too much game time there or really shone that okay. as much. Came from Everton, obviously, where he had quite a bad spell at the yeah. club, and he's really come back. And he started a bit poorly, in my opinion. But after some uh, kind of mark, he really just shot off. And he's been doing fantastic. Just really an eye-catching player, in my opinion. And is he is he one of those loanees, or is he a permanent yeah, yeah, Fulham player? Yeah, he is player? a loanee from Leipzig. From Leipzig. Maybe, you know, I've watched him, and he looks really threatening uh, when he plays on the counter-attack. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's quite quick. That's quite. It's quite on that. It's quite a good sort of attribute of the team. We do counter. Uh, we have pace in the team, so we counter yeah. attack very well with Magic with Ruben Loftus Cheek, and on that we have him, Lamina, and Zambo and Grisa, who, in my opinion, if you've watched them, they're just freely at their will, really, because they're big, strong, fast players, yeah. just and skillful as well, mind you. They just bring the ball up and just the way they do it as well, especially Ruben. He's just, his strength is amazing. And yeah, he just really brings the ball up well, controls it. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing to zoom in on on uh, Loftus-Cheek because obviously uh, he didn't have, you know, he he tried to make an impact at Chelsea but didn't have the impact that he wanted to. And I feel like it was in Lampard's plan when he was manager of Chelsea when he loaned um, uh, Loftus-Cheek out to Fulham that he would probably take him back at the end of the season and let Loftus-Cheek learn under Scott Parker. And then, you know, 
Uh, Loftus Cheek goes back to Chelsea and Ken starts to integrate himself into the squad. But now that Tuchel is manager of Chelsea, I feel like Fulham have got a strong chance if they keep they stay up that they yep. can keep Loftus Cheek. And if Loftus Cheek stays because of the huge potential that he's got, I feel like that is a huge bonus to Fulham. And, you know, can be their next sort of uh, Scott Parker. Yeah, I agree on you with that one. He's definitely special as well. Our whole team's really, really talented. And, yeah, he's he, we'll, we'll see about him because he came into the team and he is a, a, a really good player who just, again, I think needed a confidence boost, maybe a reset at a smaller team where he can prove himself and kind of stand stand out a little bit and he's yeah. he has done that he's done really well just showing people how quality he actually is well that that's the thing i sort of see um loftus cheek at fulham the same uh, the same as Grealish at aston villa yeah that's true is it it's like a big fish in a small pond but you know the difference is that Grealish has always been an Aston Villa player and has now shown how good he is in sort of what is, you know, a relatively poor side. Well, they're doing well this season, but you know what I mean. And yeah. I feel like give maybe Hudson, uh, not Hudson Adoy, um, oh my God, uh, I've forgotten his name. His name. Who's? The chip. Uh, the Chelsea midfielder who's playing for Fulham. Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah Loftus-Cheek. Um, if, you know, he maybe stays at Fulham for another season, maybe even going down to the Championship wouldn't be the worst of moves for him. Yep. You know, and really finds his feet. Because in some ways, the Championship is harder than the Premier League. Because, you know, in the Premier League, you're either you're going to have a game where your team's got loads of the ball or you're going to have a game where, you, where you've got none of the ball, really. But in the championship, you're never going to have those one-sided games. You're always going to have a, a game where you're constantly in a physical battle. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's, it's shown quite with quite a few players, especially youngsters going down, say, Mason Mount to Derby. And, say... Other players like that, uh, who've gone down, and it really it's also a learning step. Seeing how everything is and all of that, and it it, it can be great for relearning, I guess, or just standing standing up again, and just seeing how everything is, rebuilding confidence, uh, and more, and coming back up, and yeah. really just excelling. Yeah. And there's also there's some stuff going on at Craven Cottage, isn't there? Some like renovations. So yeah, uh, that's really exciting. It's a new stand, it's a very big project that the board have gone ahead with. It's um, going to be a big, big, big new stand that's going up the Riverside stand, the, the stand facing the river. And yeah, um, that's going up. It's going to increase the capacity by. It's going to increase the capacity by quite a bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, go is ahead. Is that sort of... Do you think that move made by the board to build that stand is like a, you know, um, 
the owners are sort of saying like we mean business and we're investing in this club yeah 100 percent. we've because got really good owners aren't the owners the same as an american football team yeah they are so they own the jacksonville jaguars they're very they're american uh owners yeah and yeah they're really good they invest a lot into the team with everything they help out the team a lot they're great owners so do you think that you know with that that statement of you know uh, we mean business you know we're building a, a bigger stand sort of in a way like we're building this bigger stand because we are we are premier league material yeah 100% so you know we on want that. our fans to cherish that yep it, it it shows it means we we consider uh, consider ourselves or we mean business as you said we're yeah. a big club who have whatever we have the money etc and we're here ready to play in the prems and show what we've got etc big yeah. new stand coming up it's going to be excited it shows the excitement as well of the team the kind of progress of it as you say yeah the building sort of development renovating. yeah like re rebranding Fulham. Yep, exactly. Uh, so moving on a bit to let's just zoom in to Scott Parker and what he's doing with the team. Do you yes. think that you know because um he came in because Fulham came up two seasons ago and then got relegated, then just spent a season in the Championship and now we're back up. And uh, the time that they got relegated is the time that Scott Parker came in, right? Or did he come in before that? So he came in slightly early when the team was, I'm pretty sure, already relegated or set for relegation by quite a, quite a mile. Just like and, uh, Sheffield United and Chris Wilder. This week, yeah. Chris Wilder resigning from Sheffield United. Yeah. It's a big shock to to the to the Premier League community, really. Mm-hmm. But anyway, was unexpected. Saying, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I wasn't either. It was it was madness. No, but back to Scott. So, yeah, he came in really late in our Premier League run two seasons ago, which was um, not the greatest. And, yeah, so he came in. He got a few good loan loanies on the budget and really did put that belief into the team to get back in and start, started off decently. It was, a, it was quite a weird championship run with ups and downs good form then bad form then good form again and the team did prove that team that is got potential and yeah. that it, um it was a great it was a great team to bring the team back up to the yeah. premier league and do you think that obviously when i look at um manchester united they're man- they're managed by an ex player uh, Schultz yeah so, so and... yeah, if if you don't know, then Scott that Scott. So yeah, he played at Tottenham, retired at Fulham. So he's yeah. an ex-player, and he's really young as well. He retired not long ago at all, maybe like four seasons ago, three seasons ago even. Yeah. So yeah, and he's coming especially now in these quite tricky times for the club, being promoted and getting a bunch of new players, trying to stay up in this race. And he's really put that belief in, I think, to all the new players, all these players, that they can do it, they've got potential. And he's really been just solid as a manager, really, really yeah, solid. He's, he's been like the father figure. 
Yeah, I think so. He's he's just been solid with all the players training them up and etc. Just really proving because a lot of them came in from smaller leagues. I could say, not yeah. knowing what it's like in the prems. Yeah, and, and that's he, sort of. He, sorry, you go on. I'll I'll make my yeah, point. Yeah, okay. After. So he, he's he's really been, uh, you can say, fixing the team up and just putting in these great great. Uh, kind of results for the club yeah. and keeping on going keeping motivated keeping his players motivated and kind of in this race for promote uh, for thingy so not to get relegated yeah um and obviously the way i the way i look at it with what you said before about bringing sort of uh players in from from lower leagues then you get the sort of feeling, you know, I imagine it in a way where if you play players that aren't, you know, someone's usual first choice, then it then you have a, a team of people that want to prove themselves and will give that extra 10% more than the average player because they they want to put in all the work that they can to prove that you know I am Premier League material. Yeah, so on that if, uh, we've got center center defending midfielder Harrison Reed and he's he's done exactly that. He p- played with the team. He was injured for quite a while in the championship run but came back midway, really proved himself, helped the team in all sorts and now he's come up and he's been one of the few who's kind of I can say uh, survived the yeah. drop of the Premier League of quite a few of the players and he stayed in this team along with Bobby Reed, and he's really just shown how quality is how controlling he can be in that position and just really how quality is with his passing and everything and his leadership as well he's a great leader can help the team out motivate and everything in in the games so yeah I think I think he's an amazing kind of example of a player who's come down from lower league and just has really put in that effort yeah it it's it's true it's sort of like what i've seen with dan james at manchester united you know from swansea to manchester united yeah. and he's started to be given a, an opportunity now in the team and he, he's really showing himself and it's also the same really with with some players that maybe you would expect because usually with youth players you sort of see them go out on loan before they they start playing for the first team but then you've got the likes of uh McTominay for example who just came straight into that midfield and Mason Greenwood yeah. who's coming straight into the attack of course even Marcus Rashford he came up through the youth, and now he's he, you know he's one of the best uh, under twenty threes in the world. Yeah, I mean that's true. Quite a lot so, of players come in, yeah, and just straight away prove how talented they are, how much potential they have, and the team the teams do really see that the coaches, the staff, and they want to invest in that, and that's when the teams are interested in you and want to help you out. That's when you become a great great player with that talent when it's put to work. Yeah, and obviously, world words of encouragement. Do you get that from your academy coaches? Sort of. Like, yeah, definitely, hundred you know, percent. We get 
all sorts of encouragement and in games and training even all sorts of advice as well and it's it's yeah. really great that that must be really cool right yeah. before we we close off for today's episode i've got a uh, a few general non-Fulham related questions yeah. to ask you. So first of all, uh, your top three predictions for the Premier League end of the season. So my top three are, I mean, we can admit Man City first. Yeah. And then I think it could come down to be- between... Hmm. We'll see. I think I think Chelsea could still be in this. They're fourth now, I think, right? Yeah. Um. I think it could come back, uh, come down to them being maybe third. That'd be great res- uh, kind of okay yeah. result for them in the tables, and then United obviously doing really well as well, aren't they? Yeah. In my opinion, exceeding expectations for this. Yeah, day. massively. Uh, on fifty-seven points now, I believe. Yeah. And then there, but I, I, I think it'll prob probably stay as it is now with City in first, and then could get tough between Leicester and United for the top three. Yeah, maybe Chelsea would come in, and you never you never know. West Ham are right there; they are around the door, and you never know they could come back. Even Everton, you've got here, maybe Tottenham. They they all could come back. They're not too far off, but at the moment it it does look like City. I uh, chuckle, I chuckle a lot at the fact that we're talking about you know top three, top four predictions and Premier League you know champions liverpool aren't even in the discussion it's it's something i mean yeah gone a bit wrong with them they've had a shocker in my opinion um do you allow it though because of the injuries from my opinion i don't i i I don't either it it does not matter they've still got a bunch of world-class players in their squad and even then they have for example the money to buy the great uh, to buy the right players for replacements even so and they've had a bunch of kind of time to rebuild and i don't think it's down to that i think it's down to lack of maybe maybe lack of just absolutely everything lack of determination lack of focus and just a lot of things yeah i think i think it could come down to the coach as well i don't feel like klopp is motivating the team and off doing the right things and training and in games and I feel like he's got the mentality of a bit of just giving up on whatever he, yeah. they're, they're trying to do. Yeah, and do you do you think that he might be taking that Germany job after the Euros? Uh I I don't know. We'll see. He's a world class coach, so obviously I would think he is. He he's proven himself quite a few times how good he is. So I believe he probably will, but you've got quite a few different coaches who could as well. You yeah, never know. that is true. Okay, um, another quick fire question: Guardiola, do you think if City win the Man, uh, the Manchester League, the the Champions League, that he will leave Man City? Mm, I I I don't I don't think so. I think he really is loyal to the club, and what he's done with the club is fantastic. Taking them to such an amazing club with so much talent, yeah, and I, everything. I personally think that once he wins the Champions League, which is the only trophy he hasn't won with Man City, I think he'll he'll leave and he'll go manage Spain. In I mean, in yeah, that, that's a possibility it could happen. But also, I think if he does that, then he will just prove himself even more. If if people still doubt about yeah. just what a world class coach he is, 
yeah, it yeah, will yeah. just completely put the boys to where they belong. Yeah, of the icing just on the how, cake. How great he is. Yeah, that is that is very true. Uh, last question: Your bottom three uh, Premier League prediction for end of the season. So in my in my opinion, it goes down to. Sheffield United and West Brom are probably getting relegated in 20th and 19th. And okay. then with us, I'd like to say we are in quite a battle right now with Newcastle, especially Brighton and Burnley. We'll see Burnley are kind of running away with it. Yeah. But in my eyes, Newcastle, it's us, Newcastle and uh, Brighton who could all be in it. And we've been in a really great form. We've got, as I said, quite a few more relaxed games where we need to keep on pushing for those great results so we'll see but in my opinion i think it'll, uh, it'll end up sheffield west brom and newcastle in the bomb three really? and i was just getting out of it yeah i believe <laughs> well you never know maybe fulham will will come knocking on your door we need mm. we need a backup striker yeah, hopefully. I mean, it, one thing that I do find quite crazy is I've I can remember and like it was yesterday of me just getting signed yeah. uh, to whoever, and even me just starting to play football and enjoying it quite a while. And now in I'm 14 now, and in like three years already, I can start playing professional football yeah, for a big is... club at a professional level, which is just pr- pretty crazy. Yeah, you've just got to keep your head on the ground. Exactly. Feet on the ground, not head on the ground. Jesus, <laughs> don't don't put your head on the ground. Don't <laughs> head up, feet over. on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Head up, feet on the ground. That's exactly it. Right. Well, thank you, Dennis. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And it would be awesome for you to come on again at a later date. You know, maybe, maybe if you, maybe you can get some connections for us. <laughs> With the, yeah, absolutely. with the other Fulham players but yeah honestly it's been incredible it's been really insightful into how the club is run and how the how the academy works and the coaches and the players and stuff thank you so much for coming on and until next time adios cheers see you there <laughs>